Ruach thou, O great mountain. Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Whatever God has given us a dream, that becomes my dream. And that is the principle of the fact that says, except the corn of wheat falls down and die, it abided alone. You let it go first in the place of serving, and then God gives you your own eventually. Are you following me here? You cannot have any true relationship without reciprocity. There isn't a lot of relationship break today. And nothing works is because the guy comes into the relationship just willing to get sex. He's not willing to give love. And most of the time, the, the, the goal is confused. You see, the young girl is looking for love. There's no sex on her mind. She's looking for love. She's looking for somebody. That cuddle her, tell her, you are good, you are this. The guy is most of the time looking for sex because of the way his body is wired. And so, the, their goals are confused. Are you following me at all here? And at the end of the day, the guy seems to get what he wants to get. If the girl is naive and the girl gets nothing at the end of the day, but a broken heart. And the guy, of course, goes with some seed. Terrible seeds deposited in his life as a result of compromise. Commitment is powerful. You have to be willing to give as you get. So the first thing here is God. What did God give you and I? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What are we going to give back to God? We give back our responsibility, our responsible life, our commitment, our service, our tithing. That's what you give back to God. You, you give him back honor with your life because now you, your life does not even depend on you. Your life does not even depend on some oxygen machine in the hospital. It depends on God. And because God has given you that privilege of love and given you Jesus Christ, there has to be the principle of reciprocity. Something has to go back to God in a conscious way. The reason a lot of lives are, are, are hindered and there's no progress is because they do things halfway. You saw him mention that. A little bit of serving, a little bit of giving, a little bit of praying. I can't kill myself. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of giving. It won't get you anywhere. Everybody that ever got to any place, go and study them. It is 100% focus and commitment. They don't have time. Are you following me here? They don't have time. Boxers, uh, people that run on the track crazy life of discipline in order to get to that place that they have in mind focus focus you must get to that point when you make up your mind to be focused and to be committed to where god has placed you and this starts with your commitment to god himself how do you honor god how do you see god if you honor god you never come late to church never there's no there's no way you there's no way you are tired you will never come late why all because of honor you see the same way that no matter how tired you are if somebody calls you i have a contract for you 2.5 million naira. if you don't see me 6 30 a.m i'm leaving for abuja you'll be there by 5 30 why the value you have for money in your head is more than what you have given to god 
And so money can draw you out any time, any moment. But God, easy. I don't want to be fanatical. Easy. Little by little. I'm not the pastor. Am I the one that crucified Jesus? But when it's money, your brain comes alive. Your ears are standing on end. Your eyes begin to roll. That is mammon spirit. And the Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon. It didn't even say devil. The opposite of God is not devil. It's mammon. It's money. Think about all those times that there's conflict between you and God. It's money. Think. Cast your mind back. It's money. It's not the devil. The devil has no power to keep you away from church. But money has. If they call you today, the only time we can have a business meeting for that one millionaire is your service time. 99% 99% will jump church. And we won't need that money in church. Let me go for the business meeting. Before you can even think, hey, is abandoning fellowship with God dishonor to go for money? People in their integrity and commitment will tell you, sorry, that business meeting has to wait. I have an appointment with God. Why? That was what, uh, that's, that was what Abraham did. God said, kill your son. In your mind, you might think it's easy until you have your own son. But Abraham said, is it not God? He's able to raise it up. Let me kill him. That's the same way. Business meeting, one million, God. Abraham will say, God is able to give me other businesses. Let me go for this. Let me go for God first. Mammon. Beware of mammon. Mammon won't allow you to be committed to God. I'm telling you the truth right now. Are you following me here? So, the first thing is God. And then the second thing is what? Family and marriage. And this is extremely important. I want you to listen carefully, people of God. Everything you do as a single guy or a single lady does not end with you. It ends with your family. It ends with your children and your children's children. If, if you have a terrible habit in your life that you refuse to confront, there is a high chance that there's going to be a transference of spirit from you to the children. You transfer that dangerous thing to their lives. Innocent children. A lying parent will raise a lying son or daughter. Are you following? Hey, don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that. No, what you do is what you bring out eventually. I remember when I was in relationship with my wife, we had a meeting with her. I said, look, we've got to pay the price in our lives so that there won't be any wrong transference or negative transference over our children. I said, look, everything that has to do with all those habits that go with people, you know, there are some habits that go with you, like lying, like deception, like secret sins. I said, we cannot afford it. I knew that as a young person and I had a meeting with her. I said, I don't want transference of spirit. The day that I had that meeting, I wrote it in my diary. 1995. You see, because we, we just live carelessly. We don't know the import of what we are doing. You, you sleep around, you do all those kind of... You are bringing negative spirits into your lineage. 
Because if, that's why you are a spirit. A man is a spirit. You are not just a body. You are a spirit. You represent a spiritual entity. There is something flowing around you. There is a, there is a kind of force around you. There is something you are releasing around you. And you don't want it to be negative stuff. Commitment to family. You are the man in the house. Your wife is the one praying all the time while you go around frolicking with girls in town. It's craziness. It's craziness. One day your wife will get tired. And God himself can be tired as well. What's going on here? When you exhaust grace, you keep on pulling, you keep on pulling, you keep on pulling, you keep on pulling. Oh, that grace is unlimited. Oh, da, 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 da. but there comes a time when God expects you to rise up to responsibility. He said, the days of ignorance, God winks at it. He said, but he now commanded everybody to repent. So don't tell me you are born again 50 years after you are struggling with some sin. What are you talking about? All because of grace. You are born again, you are never in church, you are sleeping around. Because you are under grace. It doesn't work like that. You keep on excusing yourself. Hey, it's my weakness. It's my this. Are you the only one that has weakness? Face the weakness and keep it down. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. They will not. That's what he said. Young men will fall and utterly fail. He said, but those that wait upon the Lord, meaning that you are not to embrace your weakness and keep giving yourself excuses, you won't do anything in life. And it will help you to be committed to anything. He said, oh, my, wife, my wife is a prayer machine. I can't. I can mess up. You go and sit down. Eating catfish and beer every night. You say your wife is praying. Okay. The same way. Sometimes the husband is the one that is committed and faithful, and the wife is dancing around, messing up, having emotional affairs with every dick and Ari, everybody meets, falling in love with them. Discipline yourself. Everybody has to do that. And be, see, as a single girl, you begin to see some tendencies, you confront it. You don't wait. It becomes more difficult in marriage. Yeah, me, me and my husband will deal with it. No, you deal with it too. You deal with it. Because the, Bible, the, 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 the principle is that you are supposed to be single. Adam was alone. He didn't say lonely. Aloneness means he was in a place where he can survive without a woman. And God said, I will make a helpmate for you. Every time you are in a relationship where you must need somebody to think, there's a problem. There's a problem. And you know, he mentioned something. He said, you have not yet discovered you and you want somebody to come and love you. It's not, it's not going to be, it's going to be difficult because you that you have not discovered, you will keep on coming in conflict with the person that is trying to love you. Rather than accept the love, you keep on rejecting it. You, you are unable to appreciate the love because you don't even know yourself. Are you here with me? Play that keyboard for me, please. So understand how it works. Commitment to family. It says something so powerful. That when you are focused and commitment and committed to the things God has given you, you don't even have that time to spread around any other thing to any other people. Focus won't allow you. The reason people go into adultery, are you here with me? Is because they lack focus. Are you following me? If you put your focus on your spouse, adultery is eliminated. 
I'm looking at that girl. I'm looking, and you're a married man. It's because you are not focused and committed to your family. You don't love what God has given you. Your eyes are outside, and so that becomes a problem. And uh, as a single, on the on the level when you are single, you see such people double date. Say, I have a fiancé, but ah, we don't know. You don't know. Let's have like three or four so that we know which one we work. Yeah, that's for adultery. You're rehearsing. You are training your heart to accommodate more than one person at a time. And so in marriage, it doesn't even bite you. It's, it doesn't mean anything to you. So to be in love with somebody else aside from your spouse, it doesn't reach you. You're just not bothered. It's like a game to you. You know why? That person has trained his or her heart as a single to be able to accommodate more than one person and not feel any guilt. So the conscience has become sad. So when you focus on your wife, no woman exists. When you focus on your husband, you can't see any man. You can't. The moment you can see that man, see that woman, see this one, see that one, and you keep on seeing people over and over through your lifetime, you are not committed. You need to pray and say, God, give me the spirit of what? Commitment. People who are not committed to their work can't prosper in the work now. Are you following me? And commitment in your work does not mean giving time to it. No, it means prioritizing. It starts with commitment with God. And then you commit yourself to self-development. You don't read books. You don't do nothing. You have problem with anger. You've never read any book on anger. You have problem with uh, uh, relating with people. You've not read any book on relationships. How is it going to work? How is it going to work? You need to understand how these principles work. And then there is commitment to what? Commitment to what? To the church. Oh, I love my church. There's what there. Thank you. What are you giving back to the church? Some people don't even pay their tithe. Title. So when your finances is not involved in tithing, in honoring God, whatever is going to work. What's going to work at the end of the day? You need to understand how this thing works. And don't just come to church to get and get and get without getting to the place where you want to give back to the church where you identified with how do you give back to the church you identified with with your service with your time with your finances and you know he said something so powerful he said most of the people who camouflage on that you know commitment and don't give their commitment to church are talented people and it's very true talented people they never give their all they just keep on reserving it. Keep on reserving it. And then there are people who can't serve unless there's position. You don't, you don't understand how it works. If they don't make me a deacon, I cannot function. When they make me a deacon, you are there. Running, running up and down with your head. And they say, well, you want to change another deacon. You're no longer a deacon. No problem. Yeah? That's a problem right there. Are, are you here to serve position or to serve God? Are you following me here? Your commitment to the church must be visible. Must be real. Must be authentic. And must be consistent. 
And then it talked about commitment to your dream. Said greatness doesn't go on sale. You want to be great in life, it's not something you buy in the market. Nobody's ever going to do uh, uh, sales on that. No, you work at it. You give your time and your energy to it. Dedicate yourself to it. Spend time, sweat, sleepless nights. People, sleepless nights, sleepless nights over your dream, studying, researching, reading. You don't sit down and expect things to just work out. No. On one side, you are praying in the Holy Ghost. On the other side, eh, you are developing your brain, your intellectual capacity. You are sharpening your skill. On one hand, you are reading your Bible. On the other hand, you are giving yourself exposure. You are learning. You are trying to see, do I need to study something? Do I need to uh, do for masters? Do I need to improve myself? What course can I do online? Uh, what, where can I go and learn some more experience? You can't just live your life sitting down, plugging music to your ears, and, and that's all about your life. That's what a lot of young people do. A lot of people in their 15s to their 21, that's their only job. Plug music to their ear. That's all. If they are not doing that, it's Netflix. And all of them have cracked Netflix on their phones. What responsible people are paying for? Their own is free. Their own is free. It's a terrible mindset. It's a it's poverty mentality. I'm telling you. It's poverty mentality. You want to get without giving. It's still part of it. You want to get Netflix without giving. You don't want to subscribe. Let's crack it. Let's crack it. Transfer it. Transfer it. Poverty mentality. Whatever it needs to be paid for, pay for it. Whatever God provides for you as free. Maybe somebody paid for it or somebody gives you free. Take. But for you to go back door using VPN, hiding your IP, you have energy. The energy you are supposed to use on your dream. Eh? You see, people that are in adultery, a lot of energy. Eh? Because some of them have multiple partners, like five, six girls. It's energy. God. Their children ask them at home for school. They say, calm down. Have they chased you out? Calm down. Because of the 50k that is going to each of the girlfriends. Energy. So the energy to concentrate on your dream is frittered away on adulterous flings. Especially, let me tell you, the most terrible kind of adultery is not physical adultery. Where you're having sex with someone, it's emotional adultery. Because there, you believe nobody sees you. You believe it is not a sin. That's what the devil tells you. It is not sinful. It is not sinful. So in your, in, your, in your mind, you are having sex with people. People who are not your spouses. You are having sex with them. You are fantasizing about them. Thinking about them. Spending time. That is meant for your spouse. You know? And a lot of women are guilty of that. Emotional adultery. Men don't waste time much in emotional adultery. It's physical adultery. They go and sit down in club. <laughs> they will come late home. But ladies, they will hide it, code it. But God will expose it. 
Out of nothing is hidden. Nothing, God will bring it out into the open. Are you following me here? I've told, I've, I've taught this before, so everybody. If you ever have a problem with all those emotional things, talk to your husband. He said, confess your faults to one another that you may be healed. Eh? Are you following me? If you don't confess anyway, you will discover very soon. You know, men are logical. It's women that are emotional. One day you want to call him, you call him the name of an emotional lover. Ah, yeah. You call him? You say, they are, they are Scott, Scott. Say, Scott, bow. See, because it's in your mind. It affects your sex life. You can't make love successfully until you bring your emotional lover into play in your mind. To imagine before you... He's bondage. He's, he's kicking at the covenant of, God, of marriage before God. How will such a person be blessed? So emotional adultery becomes dangerous because it affords you this kind of nobody sees, nobody knows, but God sees and God knows. And your blessing is not coming from people that you are hiding it from. Your blessing is coming from God. Promotion coming not from the west, east or south, but coming from the throne of God. So while you are hiding and playing your games with people, with men, Understand that God sees the heart. He looks into the heart. And based on what's in your heart, He blesses. Not that God will not bless you in spite of that. He will. But the problem is getting to your ultimate place in life. That's the problem. you still be blessed. you still even share testimonies. Even have business. Even buy cars or build houses. But you will never be able to. Because the devil will use that emotional stuff to steal your blessing. Steal your focus, steal your energy. You never be able to give all your best to your spouse, either to your wife or to your husband. Imagine, imagine a pastor who is in adultery. Just imagine a pastor who is befriending like three or four people in the choir, two in the ocean. His life is done. His, I say, his life is done. He's done. The devil has done him, then he has done himself. Are you following me here? You know, uh, physical adultery. People are careful because they don't want to be caught. Emotional adultery, you think there's somebody that can catch you. But your own very conscience imprisons you. The people that were arrested to the EFCC, it's also inside your mind. As the devil is giving you opportunity to have emotional adultery, he also attaches demonic EFCC to arrest you and to accuse you to God. He says, is this this one? This one, if you take this one and give him this work in BAT. You know, you know, you know sir, they are, they are, they are colleagues. They, they walk into the night. Uh, colleagues, guys, uh, it, will, it will mess up your kingdom. So a lot of people are not able to get to the place of greatness in life because they refuse to discipline their body. If you look at uh, that scripture, it says a thousand years. It's like a day. It's like a thousand years before God. He said the only reason that God has not given some of us what we are asking for is because he is not willing for us to perish. That scripture says God can do anything he wants to do. I say, what can take one thousand years? God can do it in one day. Without, without speed. So you are asking for something. You are wondering, why is God not doing it? He said, it's, it's on your account. I, I, I'm not interested in you perishing by the blessing. I want your character to grow so that you can sustain the blessing. Come and say commitment. is the way to go, people of God. Be committed. <sighs> when you are not committed to God, your soul is in danger. 
when you are not committed in your family in your marriage the covenant of marriage is broken and your life is exposed when you are not committed to your church the devil has easy access to you when you are not committed to your dreams you can't be great in life so which one are you going to compromise none if you ever have problem with focus then in church you are cooking beans at home in church you are thinking about that guy that lady you need to go back before God and be broken and say Lord this thing that wants to kill me I will destroy it first you fight it you cry to God and then you take disciplinary actions you take decisions are you following me here commitment come on say commitment the commitment of a husband to his wife is in the decision are you following me here to cover the wife in prayer to be patient with her and to understand that she uh, uh, the bible liken it to uh, what, how, did, how did the bible describe it now hmm? um the Bible says deal with her according to knowledge. If that is your commitment as a man, your commitment as a woman to your husband, as a wife to your husband, is in the place of support and help. Any wife who keeps contradicting her husband every day, anything your husband says, once he says A, is B, you are going. If he says B, you go back to that A. That wife can't go forward in life. Because your primary responsibility is to help him. So you have to be agreed on every area of life. Finances. Raising of children. Know that one of the spouses will discipline the child. You go and call the child that's aside to communicate to the child that your mom is wicked. Don't worry. There's some, there's some husbands like that. They don't discipline their children because of their temperament. The wife that is disciplined, what he told him for in front of the child. So the child grows up to believe my mom is wicked. My dad is a good guy. No, your dad is a good, is a bad guy who does not discipline. And I'm not going to say it's bad like that. There's meant to be a balance. So both of them cannot be killing the child, beating the child, disciplining the child. But when you discipline, when one party disciplines the child, the other is to say, come you deserve it however this is what your mom or your dad is trying to say not that you go and say don't worry don't worry don't worry so you complicate something wrong to that child see you have to be together in every area finances you have to be together are you following me the dad says um, um, your allowance is going to be 20k per month and then the mother said, don't worry, Jerry. Send your account. Every month, I'll be adding 15,000. 15, you are not allowing the guy to grow. You end up spoiling the guy. Grow, grows up with a, with a mindset that everything is just available at the flick of the finger. So the energy to even think that, come, I can do business. Come, I can do this to make money. It's not there. Because everything, pa, 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 pa. And such people have distorted growth in life. That's why usually it's the children of the wealthy people that give most of the problems in society. 
I'm telling you, the children of those who don't have much, who don't, who don't have the financial wherewithal, they may grow up suffering, but they have business sense. They are the ones that make it most in life. I'm telling you the truth. They are the ones that make it most because they, they grow up, they are, they are ready for it. Somebody that the parents have been sending to go and sell, sell something, sell something early morning, five o'clock before going to school. And as soon as you come to school, they carry it, put it on your head. That guy's going to be a successful businessman. He knows money. Because if he loses 10 cobble, the, the woman will kill him. So he, does, he knows how to keep money. He's the one that does not say, hey, the money is lost. Don't worry, how much is lost? I replace it. See, you are killing the child. That's what I told my, I told my wife when we were young. Any of those boys, when they were playing, as a young, one year old, six months, eight months, if they fall down, we don't carry them. Let him cry, let him get up. Before he will fall you won't allow the boy to grow. You, have you not fallen in life? A righteous man falls seven times, and does what? Don't make your child unrighteous. Let him fall. So next time, he won't go near the place. You, you see, you put candlelight, your baby is going there. Say, girl, don't go there. It's not good. He's not listening. Go there again. Leave him. Put it there. Ah! I say, hmm. It's called fire. Say fire, fire. Say fire, fire. So next time, go there, fire, fire, it's fire. See, he has learned. He keeps shielding him, shielding him, shielding him. He won't grow. And some of some of some of you here who are really really spoiled at home, this is how you know it. You go to university, you don't know how to cook still. Yeah. Some of you are like that. Can we rise up on our feet, praise God? You don't know how to cook still. He said, Hey, how many tomato now? I have four tomato. How many tatashi? Is it two? Is it three? And then what quantity of salt? How many spoons? You never, you know, they serve your food on the table every time. That thing is a bad habit. You'll be pressing phone, your mommy is sweating in the kitchen. Bad habit. All of you young people here, and all of you parents here, don't train your children like that. You see, your children cannot light gas at the age of 10. You say, which one will I roll? Hallelujah. Go ahead and talk to God. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Go ahead and talk to God and ask God for the Holy Spirit to help you to be a committed person. I want to be a committed person to God, to my family, to my marriage, to the church of God, the local assembly I belong and to my dream. Help me, Lord. Halabarosha, neketozina kateya. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. If you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus, I would like to present us an opportunity to do so. It is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life. If you are making that decision this morning, say after me, Lord Jesus. Come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I declare you died for my sin. You rose up on a third day. From today, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. In Jesus' name. 
Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to God's kingdom. Please kindly leave a comment or send us a message on any of our social media handles so that we can send you the relevant materials. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Junamis and Sophia and part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shouts of the Center Jesus and Hope's Club an online ministry to singles and married couples connected to us on Instagram at Pastor Dunamis at Pastor Sophia Bola at Shout to Grace Center at KC underscore global on Facebook at KC Global on YouTube at Dunamis on MixLR at KC Global visit our website www.kcsandhooks.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us kcsandhooks.com slash partnership God bless you